Uh, it is good to be in the house, Lord, tonight. I am feeling better, and uh, so I don't know if it make me preach any better but or any worse, but I am glad to be here and glad to have Sister House here this morning, or this evening. As you can tell, I'm still tired, uh, but, but at least I feel better. Remember, remember one another in prayer. Remember uh, uh, Brother Chuck and Sister Rhonda calling uh, in the hospital. Brother Chuck is in rehab from what we can find out. I, I still don't know very. Um, remember them, though, in prayer and glad to uh, hear that little Grayson got to go home. Remember him. Uh, remember Patsy, visitor this morning. She came in from rehab up the road. We've had several of those come over the last few years, the young ladies that go up in there, but uh, let's remember her. She she did tell us this morning she'd been there through whatever the first phase of her treatment is. She's on the second phase, and then there's a third phase, and she said she wanted to stay there as long as she could. She needed the help, and so uh, let's remember that. Remember her in our prayers. Pray the Lord would touch her, heal her. Uh, spiritually speaking, that take care of the other, so do remember that this morning or this evening. I do go to the surgeon tomorrow. I ask you to remember that. Brother Don Reels got his appointment for biopsy on the 11th of August, uh, so remember him. Uh, and uh, remember Brother Jerry's youngest sister in your prayers as well. Any others this evening? But else? Alright. Remember that. What? 
stand with us this evening as Brother Lord in prayer. Uh, remembering one another, of course, and all those that are unspoken requests. Just pray God touch them. Brother Johnny, will you open us tonight in prayer? Start out in the blue book on page Turn to page uh, 
Uh, go ahead and grab your red book now and turn to page 196.
186.
you understand? I'm thankful for everything that God has done in my life. I'm thankful for every time that He's been faithful when I was missed. And, you know, I, I will say this God is always there. We're not always paying attention. I, I meant to go into the book of Psalms, and you can go over there to the book of Psalms if you want to, Psalms 46. It's not where I was going to be. Um, but can I, I read just a couple of verses? And we'll let God decide to do what he wants to do, okay? If you would stand, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll, we'll read these verses. Father, tonight I thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and grace. I thank you, dear God, for the blessings you've given. Thank you, Father, for the salvation of souls. God, today is the day in which we gather together and we pray and we ask and we seek and we desire to see somebody saved. And Father, while it wasn't here this morning that we know of, it was somewhere. And dear God, glad tonight to hear the testimony of them. But Lord, I pray and I believe the day and hour we're living in is truly perilous. I, I believe we're living in troubled times. But I believe even more so, dear God, that you are still in control Amen. and still able and still willing if we'll let. So let us, Father, tonight just give you glory, honor, and praise and do that which you'd have us to do in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. I'm thankful this evening all that God is to me. I, I guarantee if we was to take an opportunity tonight and be honest about it, we could testify of all the things that God has done in our lives. And uh, It's like I was saying, uh, I, I got here this morning and, and, and uh, I, I just, I felt absolutely done. Not spiritually speaking, but physically speaking. Worn out. I told Netta was praying that God would help me to speak because, you know, I have these times when I stutter and stammer. And yesterday I couldn't read right, couldn't talk right, and um, I would read something, and it, of course Netta gets a crack out of it because she just chuckle up because it was just uh, I said something about a rooster restorer or something to that effect. 
uh, and it was restoring polish. I said it was rooster polish. When I'm tired, 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 I don't read good. And I don't talk any better. And, uh, but felt better the longer the service went this morning. And you know, we show up sometimes, and, 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 I, and I'll say this, I'll throw a flower to my wife. Uh, sometimes she comes in and she don't feel like being here. But typically by the end of service, we feel better. Now that doesn't mean we're over it, it just, we feel better. And it's because being with God and being with God's people helps us. It, it encourages and it strengthens. And then we pray one for another. And I, and I would say this tonight. Those who don't come to the house of God because they don't want to miss things that God wants to do in their life. Amen. There are those who would desire to be in God's house and to be with God's people who can't be, whether it's through uh, illness or disabilities or lack of opportunity. And I, and I will say this, there's not, uh, and I've heard it preached and I've said a lot, there's not many places where you can go and, and somebody who's going to stand in the pulpit, and I'm not talking about myself necessarily, but others, where you stand in the pulpit and you're going to open up and get the Word of God from the King James Bible. They'll use some other version. Brother... Uh, Reg Kelly calls it perversion. But can I tell you, if you don't read it right, you won't get it right. If you don't get it right, you won't have it right. And I got to have it right because I need it. I need it, church. I'm not so, so saved that I don't need the messages and the words of God. Psalms chapter 46. And again, this is not my text. This is not where I was going to go, but it's where God put us, so I'm going to read it. So God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now, now, if you look at that very closely tonight, we, we misquote that verse all the time. We always say that he is our help in, or God is a very is a present help in a time of trouble. And it says a very present help in trouble. He's a refuge and a strength, a very present help in trouble. You find yourself in trouble as a child of God, and he is presently there. You don't have to call God to have him come. He's already there. He, he showed up when you showed up. If you go with God, God is there where you're going. And you stop to think about that. You, you don't have to ask God to show up. He's present in the situation. He's at the moment. He's, he's not somewhere distracted. God is where he needs to be, church. There are a lot of times we're not where we need to be, but God is where he needs to be. He said, therefore, will I not fear? I'll tell you something, church. I'm trying to learn how not to fear. I, I was reading the scripture the other evening, and it said that perfect love casteth out all fear. And there's more to that verse there. Don't, don't take me wrong, because 
I, I, I wished I wrote it down, but I didn't, I didn't know I was going to be here. But, but just think about this. That means the love of God takes care of the fear. Not me. You know, you think about what a parent does, a grandparent does, or a, a friend does, and, and somebody could be in, in trouble. They could be afraid, and, and, and then another person, they'll, they'll come to the situation, and, and then it calms down the situation. They're no longer afraid there. I, I think about our grandbabies, and um, I don't know which one of them done it, but somebody got her confused, and she thinks a fly is a spider. And so when she sees a fly, she gets scared. But I'll tell you something else. She also knows how to milk that fly to a spider. She knows it's a fly, but hey, it's a good excuse to get out of bed. It's a good excuse to get out of the room. There's a spider there. But, but what happens is this. She's looking for somebody to comfort her, no matter what it is. And we need that comfort, and God is desires to be our comfort. And when God is there, folks, we need to look to God instead of the fear. When, when Peter got out of the boat walking to Jesus, his problem was not that Jesus was not there. His problem was not that, he, that, he, uh, that the winds and the waves were boisterous. He, his problem was he forgot and got distracted. And that's what happens to us a lot of times. We forget because we get distracted. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters therefore roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river and a stream thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her that and that right early. Now, now look at that very carefully. The city of God, the, the place where God desires to dwell. If you stop to think about this, uh, the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven. We, we think about this being, being, being uh, uh, the new heaven, but it's the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven uh, from God and the man. So when you think about this one here, here we are, the city of God, uh, the chosen of God, the place of God, the city of David, so to say, Bethlehem, however you want to look. But there is a place that God has chosen. Here's the deal. If you dwell where God is dwelling, you're, in you're, you're not in trouble. You're, you're safe. You're secure. Now, we know that God is everywhere. Just think about that for a second. He's not captive to, to a single place. But the gist of this is if we put ourselves where God is, we're going to be all right. How many times we remove ourselves from God? How many times you say, well, Brother Arnie, if God is everywhere, how can I get away from God? It's not talking about the presence of God. It's talking about your spiritual relationship. It's talking about where your heart is and your desire is. We talked about this morning. Are you in love with God or are you in love with yourself? Is it more about God or is it more about you? And, I, and I'll tell you, in this world, there's a battle that rages. And every so often, i got to knock myself out to make sure that God's the one. The Apostle Paul said he, he crucified himself daily, daily. Every morning he woke up, and when he woke up, he said to self, he said, Self, you're nothing. God, you're everything. Now think about that. How, how do you wake up in the morning, and, and you look around, and you think, I woke up this morning, I was praying, I was asking God to help me. I mean, I didn't feel good, I didn't want to get up. I, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you, church. 
It was one of those deals where, and I said this morning, this after I was done, if I was waking up this morning to go to work, I would have called in and said, I'm not going to make it. A little harder to find somebody to fill in on short notice when you're preaching. The other side of that is, is that sometimes you've got something you just know you've got to get out, whether, whether, whether it's going to be easy or not, it doesn't matter. But I always get better when I get to church. For a little while, I can handle it. I know God gives us the strength to get through. In verse 6, he said, The heathen rage and the kingdoms are moved. Her, her uttered, he uttered his voice, the, the earth melted. Then look at this. The Lord of hosts is with us. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst, Jesus said. I came tonight not because I'm popular, not because I'm famous, not because you couldn't get along without me, but because I wanted to be where Jesus was. I, I wanted to be in the house of God tonight. I, I started in preparation and looking at the, 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 the notes that I had printed off prior, and, and they just didn't fit until I started looking at some others, and they didn't fit as I, I started going through some others. And, and what I ended up with was uh, to God be, uh, to praise to God. And, and, and so I was looking there, and I'm saying, I'm, there's five places I'm going to read tonight, and I'm going to preach on praise God. And, and I got here, and I opened this up, and as I'm opening this up, I know where I need to be, but I'm distracted, so to say. I keep going over to this other page. I keep looking at this other section here. And here's the deal, church. The Lord of the host is with us. God is present. We go back to the first verse there. It says God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When you're in trouble, you don't need the neighbor. You need God. And if the neighbor shows up to help you, that's a good thing. But what you need more than the neighbor is God. The other day, I was driving home after work, and uh, I was coming back from Fayetteville, driving down the interstate. And as I'm driving down the interstate, I'm talking to Ned. I, I mean, I'm just a few minutes from home. I want to get home. I've worked all day. I mean, I tell you, this week's tough. I see smoke up ahead, and I see brake lights, and I was like, oh, no, 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 what's going on? Next thing I know, I, I figure I'm going to be in a traffic jam. I'm not going to get to the house, but then I see what's going on. There's a fire on the side of the road. It's not a vehicle. It's a grass fire. And I tell them, I said, all right, I'm going to pull over and help them, see if I can help them put out this fire. Fire department wasn't there. There was nothing there, and I got out, and I got my rake, and I walked up, and I, I'm trying to rake it and stop it. And Brother Don, it's hot. It's not getting any cooler. I mean, it's just terrible hot. And, and I'm thinking to myself, this is too hot. What am I going to do? And I remember, I got a fire extinguisher. So I go get my fire extinguisher out of my truck. I open it up. I, I've never used it. And I've worked for the company 33 years. Never once had to use a fire extinguisher. Train on it every year. Display practice. This is the first time I actually had to do something with it. So we put the fire out. God's just like that. You, you've heard of people talking about taking a squirt gun to a house fire. You, you, you're not going to put it out, but it's amazing what happens when God shows up. You get the right piece of equipment to handle the right job every time with God. 
And, and the rake wasn't the right piece of equipment. It wasn't going to work. There was no dirt to rake up. There was no leaves to pull back. There was nothing there. It was a fire that was going in the direction of the wind because the grass was dry and it's going down there. But the way to stop it was to smother it. He's always there, church. And you know what? He never grabs the wrong equipment the first time around. He knows exactly how to fight the enemy when he shows up. He's a present help. The Bible says a very present help in trouble. He goes on, he says, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come. Behold the works of the Lord, what desolation he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, he cutteth the spear asunder, he burneth the chariot in fire. And I'm going to just tell you this, I would tonight that God would stop every war that's going on today in this physical world there. And people would stop focusing on killing one another or taking land or taking possessions or having power and instead start focusing on whether or not they're going to get their lives right with God. But I'll tell you something, church. And I, I, I really believe this to be true. And I've said it before. The wars and the battles that are going on are not what we think they are. It's not about oil. It's not about possession of land. It's, it's not even about uh, who gets to have a bigger country than somebody else. It's a spiritual battle. The devil is doing everything he can to distract people from the real thing that's going on. So if you're focused on what's going on in Ukraine, you won't focus on what's going on in the hearts and the minds of people. You stop to think about it. Jesus told us that in the last days there would be wars and rumors of wars. Don't let these things trouble you. Why? Because you'll get distracted and you won't look at God no more. You'll be focused on what's going on over there. And by the way, they'll start looking at that and say, well, God's got to come. Jesus has got to return. After all, this is what I want. Hey, you said, don't look at that. Look at me. Now we finally got down to the two verses we want to get to. Look at verse 10. Be still. Now, for a three-year-old, that's what we'd say nigh on impossible. But we put Everly in timeout, or at least Nana does, and Mom and Dad does. And I, I don't believe in timeout. I just, when I say that, I mean, I'd just rather give you a squat and go on down the road because I don't want to babysit you for the next three minutes. But here's the deal. The Bible says that God says, be still. Church, sometimes it's meet to be still. Stop for just a minute. Quit paying attention to everything that's distracting and be still. And then the next part of that says, be still and know that I am God. Amen. God is present. All we got to do is be still and see that he's present. 
But God, I, I understand what you're saying this evening is right. Sometimes we are there where God is, and, and it's not so much that we, we're thinking, well, you know what, this ain't this or this, that. But at the same time, God is still moving, and God is still working. And I can tell you for a fact, I do not remember what Brother Roy Woodard preached on on the Sunday morning that I got saved. But I do know this, when God spoke, I heard. And when I heard and I listened, God worked. How many times in my life I had to be still. Matter of fact, there are times in my life when I need to be still now. Instead of trying so hard to do something, I need to be still and know that God is there. So he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. <laughs> kind of makes you think about, you know, we think this old world is where it's at and how bad it is and how awful it's getting and and, and, you know, I'll be honest, there, there's coming a day when God's going to be exalted among Hey, the, the Bible will fulfill itself. I know it's going to happen. The Bible says that there's coming a time when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And, by the way, that's not Christian people. That is lost people. Every knee shall bow. They're going, we, I've already bowed. I've already confessed. I, be, I, tell you, I know that Jesus is Jesus and God is God and the Holy Ghost is present in my life. I know he's on the throne. I know he's interceding. I know he's coming back. I know I'm going up. But there's coming a time when the heathen outside, the lost person outside, they're going to have to confess the God they denied. For them it's too late, but for you and I it's just an opportunity to worship. He will be exalted. And I like this, in the earth. You, why do you say that that's so important? Well, remember what I've said about the scripture. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. Not, neither it real, but not in the flowers. But in me and in you. people to pray for rain. What? What happens when it gets dry and hot and stuff? People start turning. Just be honest with you. Don't worry about me. I'm coming back over here. I, I told Brother Gary this last week, and I know I mentioned it to you, but the Bible says that in the last days the earth will melt with the fervent heat. Global warming's coming, but not because I've used a can of hairspray. Carbon emissions are not going to kill this planet. God is going to burn it up because that's what he said in his word. And, and I'll tell you this, you walk out there tonight, it's not near as hot tonight as it was on Friday. It's not near as humid today as it was on Friday. And last night I walked outside, uh, the, the kids got home and I walked outside to get everything and I'll tell you what, I could have sat outside for a little while because it felt pretty good. Yeah. But sometime here at the end of this week and the first of next week, it's going to be hot again. 
in the hundreds up our way. So if it reached 100 up there, but Don, unless you guys are being really good, it's going to reach 100 plus down here. I'm just telling you, church, God's going to have his way. He will be exalted. He's going to move. And what we need to do is be still and know that he's God. He, he, he's, he's there. He's here. Jesus himself said, Lo, I am with thee, even unto the ends of the earth. Now think about that, church. He, he's not, he, he's left in the body of Christ. He's, he's left, he's gone on to be with the Father, interceding for you and I, waiting to come back. But the Holy Ghost was sent down to bring us to know God and then lead us to worship God and understand that while we're going through this world, ups and downs the hills, he's still present, he's still here, he's still with us. We just need to be still. By the way, that doesn't mean don't do nothing. It means get your mind stable. Get your heart stable. Some people think be still means not move, don't do a thing. I'll read another scripture that they, they, they'll say that to too. Now look at verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. With us. Well, that just goes back there to prove what Jesus said. Lo, I am with thee. He, he told us if we walk in the Spirit as he is in the Spirit, he, he, we have fellowship one with another and we have fellowship with God. I mean, if we're walking in God, therefore there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. It's a desire to walk according to the will of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God. And if we're doing that, God is with us. What's Emmanuel mean? God with us. Now think about it, church. God has been telling us all the time that he is with us. We just don't realize it because we're not paying attention. Go all the way over. First Corinthians 15, we all know this passage. Verse 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Can I tell you, when Christ came, he fulfilled the law, and now the law is not our battle. Our battle is spiritual. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Over what? Over the law and over sin. But there's another battle. Again, it's the spiritual battle. And we get the same victory. Why? Because he's the help. He's the present help. He, he's present there. He said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Spiritually speaking, Set your minds on Christ. Set your hearts on God. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. So, so in this verse here, if you listen to folks, they would say, well, this verse is a contradiction. It says don't do nothing, then it says do something. No, what it says there is be steadfast in your faith. Be unmovable in your principles to God. And then always be abounding in the work of the Lord. Follow what thus saith the word of God. Why? Because God is with us. 
That's why I can do all things through him which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. Think about it. For as much as you know your labor is not in vain in huh? the Lord. Can I tell you, there are people tonight who think that they've got to do other things, they've got to be working in other things, and this, I mean, they're, they're, if they don't get it done, it's just not going to get done, if they don't, if they're not working it, I mean, building homes, whatever it is, and the truth of the matter is this, those things are vain, they're done, they're going away. One of these days, everything that you and I own on this earth, I think Brother Lonnie may have said it tonight, he was here, but one thing, everything that you and I own, if, if we, if, if, this earth exists long enough, it's going to one day belong to somebody else. And if we're not all here one of these days, it's all going to be burned up. So what's more important? The things you can do with your hands and you have here to earth, or the things you do with your heart and you have in heaven? I mean, after all, it is far more important to serve God and be ready to be going up with God than it is to do anything else. And yet people are saying, if they don't do this or that or one thing or the other, it, it's going to be, the world's not coming to an end, church. Grandpa Roller's dad, he told this story, and I've told it to you before. He owned a, a strawberry farm. And he never picked strawberries on Sunday. People say, you're going to lose your strawberries, they're going to rot, the worms are going to get, I mean, they had all kinds of excuses, and he never lost enough strawberries to ever know about it because he didn't pick it on Sunday. And they just tell him, it's, if it, you're, going to, you're going to lose, it's going to be done. Can I tell you, when you set aside the day and you glorify God and you worship God, it, it doesn't matter if the Chaldeans do come and get all your cattle, your camels, and your corn. My God's the God of a, Got, got the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. I mean, think about it for a second. My God can make a tree die before it's time or make it bloom and blossom and grow fruit in a matter of a minute. He cursed the plum tree because it didn't produce nothing. It withered the fig tree, rather. Come on, it's dead. I'll tell you something. He could have walked by and at the same time he could have said produce and it would have been so full it would have been drooping on the ground. So while you may not see everything you want to right now, be still because God eventually is going to show what needs to be. That's what I'm trying to do. i tell you something. When God moves and does his work, he deserves our glory. We ought to glorify him. God's worthy to be praised and worthy to be honored. You know what's not found in the Bible, and I, and I say this if I remember this, to God be the glory. But it does say glory be to God. Yeah. I always thought to God be the glory was found there. I tried finding it this afternoon when I was looking at the things that I was, and it's not there, but to, to the glory be to God. The angels in heaven in verse 10, and glory to God. But then say to God be the glory. That's just a song we sing. We've got to be careful what we say is Bible, what we 
what's actually just song. God's presence is with us to help us, lead us, guide us, protect us. And it'll get us through anything we're going to face, church. Because of that, we ought to glorify God. Would you stand this evening? Father in heaven, tonight we're thankful, Lord, for your love. We're thankful, Father, for your mercy. We're thankful, dear God, for your grace. Lord, I, I'm thankful tonight for all that you do in my life. And Father, even I, I, I need to recognize more of what you're doing. God, if we would just pay attention, how much more of you we would see. Father, I want to thank you tonight for the service and how I feel, and dear God, just what you've done in my life. I pray, Father, also in the lives of these that are here. Lord, help us to go out of here tonight knowing that you've been here with us. Father, let us listen to what thou hast to say and do what thou would hear. We pray, Father, for those that are lost, and we give you glory for those that have been saved. We ask you, Father, give us a stronger faith commitment. Lord, now we pray to be one need tonight. Father, be met according to your plan and purpose for their life. And for that we ask, dear God, and for that we give you glory in Jesus' name. And amen. Anything?